Hello, I'm Erica Lacasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today we'll be talking about when the thunder rolls, so stick around for some hope, healing, and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. It is the 27th of September, 2021. We are almost done with September, guys. I cannot believe it. I hope y'all have had a fantastic Sukkot. I know I have. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that the Torah portion for this week is a little bit more complicated than normal. Um, so the Torah portion for the, this week is Semkat Torah. It is Deuteronomy chapter 14 to verses 22 to chapter 16 verses uh, and chapter 17. And then you go over to Numbers chapter 29 verses 35 to chapter 30, verses 1. In some Bibles, it might actually only be chapter 29, verses 40. Depends on what version of the Bible you are reading. The uh, Brit Hadasha is 1 Kings chapter 8, 54 to 66. And then the, I'm sorry, the half Torah portion is 1 Kings chapter 8, 54 to 66. The Brit Hadasha is Luke chapter 2, 21 through 32. Um, but we actually have a double... Torah portion this week um, because we actually start the whole schedule all over again this week. So not only do we have that to read, we also have Genesis. So we start right back at the beginning, chapter one, verses one through six to chapter eight. And then the half Torah portion is Isaiah 42 verses five through 43 through chapter 43, verse 10. Um, Hopefully you're writing this down and I make sense. Um, the Brit Hadasha is John chapter 1, 1 through 17. So double portion, doubly blessed, is a great opportunity for you to sit down with your family maybe every day and just read a little bit of each one. Um, because it definitely could take you all week to read this depending on how much you read and depending on how old your children are, are as well. If you've got young kids um, trying to read this both Torah portions at one time is probably not going to happen. Um, shoot, even with teenagers, as I have, uh, does not always happen because attention spans tend to flitter here and there and you may or may not be able to get through it. But um, we're going to be discussing when the thunder rolls. And I'm sure you're wondering, what in the world are you talking about, Erica? Well... This past week, we have been celebrating Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, where we um, are commanded to dwell in tents for seven days. And it's funny, our family kind of did things backwards. At least uh, this is our first year actually celebrating even a little bit of um, Sukkot, simply because we just never had even a tent and couldn't afford one. Um but a lot of families, they will have their meals and have their studies and things in a tent. For us, we actually did our daily lives and then we slept in the tent. Um, next year, hopefully, we're going to branch out and do a bit more and a bit more to the point where we are at an actual maybe campsite um, celebrating with other like-minded believers. I know that there are a lot out there who do that, and I think that's fantastic. That was actually the first... Um, 
introduction I ever had to it was I knew of a congregation when we lived in Hawaii who was doing it. Unfortunately, we had started going, attending their services like a week before Sukkot. So um, we did not have time to buy the supplies we needed, especially in Hawaii where prices are phenomenally high. Um, and they actually had a whole celebration at a campsite right by the beach, which to me would be ideal. That would be my ideal campsite. But, um, who knows if, uh, we'll ever get to that point, but I'm praying that we do. Um, I actually, I, I didn't go in expecting too much because I knew this is supposed to be a time of joy and it can become very frustrating, especially when you're dealing with a lot of people camping together. Um, there were five of us camping. My oldest was actually in California helping my um, family out with my father um, since he had his major surgery. But um, my three youngest ones, who are 13, 14, and 15, um, were with my husband and I. And we set up some tents. And um, my 13-year-old had his own tent. And then my 13, uh, my 14 and 15-year-old daughters um, had a two-person tent. And my husband and I had like a 10 or 12-person tent um, because we actually were expecting to have everyone in that tent, but the kids kind of wanted to branch out. Ironically, we definitely had at least one night where we all ended up sleeping in the tent. This past week in North Carolina was actually quite wet. So we, um, the first, uh, first night wasn't too, too bad. The second night, our 13 year old son decided in the middle of the night that he wanted to sleep in his actual bed and didn't tell us and went into the house and locked the door behind him. And so at two in the morning, when my husband got up to use the restroom, he could not get in the house. So he started banging on the doors and windows. I of course also woke up and also needed to use the restroom. So we're both banging on the door, the front and the back, all the windows, trying to figure out like where he's at. 40 minutes later, we still have not been able to enter our home and we're still banging on the door. And at this point, we're worried that maybe something has happened to our 13 year old. And I'm thinking, should I call the police to break down the door? No, maybe I'll call a locksmith. No, you know what? We have some great friends who live about a mile away from us and they have an extra key. This is 2.40 in the morning, and I felt absolutely terrible about having to call them, but we did call them. They were gracious enough to answer their phone and to come out and give us the key and go back home. Um, got into the, the house. Our child was perfectly fine. He, had, he was just very, very uh, asleep and deeply, deeply asleep. And so that was our first adventure <laughs> of Sukkot. Um, the next night, is kind of where I got this title. And, and this title has been rolling around in my mind ever since then. If you know, I have a karaoke machine in my head. There is a song that does actually correlate with this, but this is not what we're talking about. Um, that third night, it, we had torrential rain um, and lightning and thunderstorm. I remember just laying in the tent and watching the lightning, hearing, you know, seeing the lightning through the fabric. Um, thankfully our rain flap worked fantastic. We did not get wet at all, but hearing the, seeing the lightning and you know, you do, uh, I don't know if you know this, but it was something my grandfather taught me. Don't know how accurate it is, but, um, you know, you count one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. And if that's when the thunder is, then it's about three miles away. So I would see this lightning, it would go off and I wouldn't even get to one Mississippi. So it was right above us. And a couple years ago, when we had a hurricane, um, we actually had a tree fall down in our backyard. 
And so my whole concern was that we were going to um, be in this thunderstorm and that it was going to crack another tree and fall on our tent. But thankfully, uh, that is not the case or else I wouldn't be talking to you today. But um, the whole point is I was listening to this thunder for, man, a good hour right above our heads and just praying. And ironically, I was not super scared. In fact, my husband, my husband said the next morning, I was just waiting for you to tell us that we needed to go back inside. And, um, all of our children that night actually had, um, slept in our tents because in our tent, because their tents had gotten wet the previous night. So they were all like, yeah, we were just waiting for you guys to say like, let's go back inside. Of course, my youngest didn't even realize there was a thunderstorm. So yes, he is a very deep sleeper, but, um, I wanted to to kind of read to you because I'm like, you know, where, where does it say in the, in the word? Like, what does it talk about? Like, where does it talk about thunder? So one of the ones that you can, you find it in is in Exodus 19 and verse 16. It says, in the morning of the third day, there was thundering and lightning, a thick cloud on the mountain and the blast of an exceedingly loud shofar. All the people in the camp trembled. And they talk about it a little bit more in the rest of it as well, where it says, um, then Moses brought the people out on the camp, out of the camp to meet God. And they stood at the lowest part of the mountain. Now the entire Mount Sinai was in smoke because Adonai had ascended upon it in fire. The smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace. The whole mountain quaked greatly. When the sound of the shofar grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him with a thunderous sound. Um, so this is why a lot of times people correlate uh, the sound of thunder to the voice of the Lord, because that's exactly how they um, describe it in the Bible. Um, you know, you, it's kind of hard. You're trying to figure out like, you know, if you're at this mountain, like, what did it sound like? It sounded like thunder. And I'm sure it sounded like a very loud thunder that we were experiencing the other night. Um, another place you could find it is in Job chapter 37, one through 13 at this, my heart trembles and leaps from its place. Listen carefully to the roar of his voice, the rumbling that comes from his mouth under the whole heaven. He lets it loose and his light to the ends of the earth. After that, a voice roars. He thunders with his majestic voice. He does not hold them back when his voice is heard. God thunders wondrously with his voice. He does great things beyond our comprehension. And that's actually just one through five. So it's not necessarily always something to be scared of, but I think it's a demonstration of God's power. Um, and I can't imagine hearing the voice of the Lord in the thunder. Um, that would be very scary and I would tremble. I think sometimes we forget. I, I don't know. For me, it was very real uh, that night that we had that thunder because it was so close to us. Um, I mean, the, the tent was sh shaking. So it was, uh, it was uh, very, very close and it was very scary. But I know that, you know, that that's where you get like the fear of the Lord. Like we're supposed to have a healthy fear of the Lord. And thunder is a really great reminder of that. For me, um, you know, looking in the word, trying to find where, you know, they talk about thunder. Um, the best place that I found is Psalms 29. And I read the Tree of Life version in case you don't know. Um, the actual title of the chapter 
is God thunders throughout creation. And it's a really quick chapter. It's one through um, 11. I'm going to read two through 11. It says, ascribe to Adonai the glory of his name. Bow down to Adonai in the beauty of his holiness. The voice of Adonai is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. Adonai is over mighty waters. The voice of Adonai is powerful. The voice of Adonai is full of majesty. The voice of Adonai breaks the cedars. Yes, Adonai shatters cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf. Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of Adonai hews out flames of fire. The voice of Adonai shakes the desert. Adonai shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of Adonai makes the deer writhe in birth and strips forests bare. And in his temple, all are saying, glory. Adonai sits enthroned over the flood. Yes, Adonai sits as king forever. Adonai gives strength to his people. Adonai blesses his people with shalom or peace. And that right there, I think in a nutshell is exactly uh, how I was feeling um, during this thunderstorm is just being in awe of his majesty and his glory and having a very odd piece about it as well. Um, because my family was ready to run, although I'm not sure how safe that would have been either. Not that we were that far from our home, but it still was like, no, like I, we're going to be safe. It's okay. Like God is watching over us right now. We are celebrating his feast and he is just speaking to the nations through his thunderstorm. And, um, one other thing I found was a quote from Questline Productions, something I'd never heard of before looking it up, but um, talking about Yeshua and Yeshua's teachings. Um, we don't really think of him speaking um, with thunder um, like they do in the Torah and the Old Testament, but it says to those whom he encountered, Jesus's teaching, teaching teachings were like a mighty thunderstorm. His words and accompanying actions were so compelling that the reverberations are still felt by those living today. This visual, this visualization is like no other connecting the mind and the heart. It's just amazing to me. If you think about it, I never really thought about it of Yeshua's words. Um, and his teachings being like a thunderstorm because when you have a thunderstorms, there are after effects. There are, uh, the hard word, rever uh, reverberations. <laughs> that is a tough word. Try to say that one 10 times fast. Um, because they are, they're still felt by us living today. We still feel the living word of God throughout our lives. And that is thanks to Adonai giving us his word and giving us his living word through his son, Yeshua. And I just hope this was kind of encouraging to you. I really was trying. I was like, Lord, give me a clear thought process because this is what was going through in my mind all week. Um, we The next night, if it makes you feel, next night it was totally clear. We actually took the rain flap off and then wish we hadn't because it got so cold. I was 
shivering and couldn't sleep and even let my husband snuggle with me. I'm not a physical person. I don't like being touched when I'm sleeping. Um, so he enjoyed that. <laughs> me, not so much. Um, thankfully, we got smart the next night and kept the rain flap on um, to keep a little bit of insulation inside the tent. But man, uh, it has been an adventure. And you'd think like, man, that sounds terrible, Erica. It Actually, I, I actually uh, had fun. Even throughout all of that, um, I'm actually kind of sad that it's over. Um, but you know what? I get You get to look forward to doing it again next year. And that's the way that we're supposed to be when it comes to the Feast of the Lord. Whether they're times of rejoicing or introspection or um, pointing out that Yeshua has already fulfilled these particular feasts, um, it's still supposed to be a time that you look forward to. So I hope that you are encouraged by that and that maybe it'll make you think twice when you are going through um, your own thunderstorms in life, because when you have storms in your life, that is when you grow or you can choose to grow. You either choose to grow or you choose to do nothing. And so I hope that you will choose to continue following Yeshua and in doing so we become more and more like him, right? So today is actually a quickie, quickie one. And like I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the ironic benediction. You could find that in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua, Sashalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. May you have a blessed week and I'll see you all again next time.